Oh man, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like riding a bike for the first time again, right? Just kind of like kind of ease into it, nice and calm, and then you get momentum and you kind of keep going uphill, and then you're back into things, right? Sure. I mean, you never forget how to ride a bike, so you never forget how to podcast. But Jake does forget how to start our podcast. Yeah, I don't know. This uh, is if a, you guys, you've definitely lost your touch because that sucked. God fucking damn it. Okay, well. I mean, too late now. We're you going. Guys could, oh, we're going. If you guys could have heard us recording before, uh, we were uh, having to have Grant run us down again, or have me <laughs> get the yeah, run down. Yeah, I was going to say, us? <laughs> Anyways, like Jeff said, you know, I tried to come in with an analogy in a nice visual, well, not visual, but a nice mental picture for you guys is, you know, we've been uh, kind of on hiatus for a fuck long, <laughs> a sh- shit long time <laughs> oh, i don't even want to try to remember when our last one was to be honest with you i'm so rattled i actually think i yeah, know it's been i was last blazer playoffs i think in like may the only reason why so i like know may? that is like yeah that sounds about right timeline timeline wise we didn't have a halloween one? Oh, dude i think we skipped Did halloween we? we skipped christmas <laughs> we fucked <Yikes>. up <laughs> Yeah, we've been, like, oh. gone for a fucking hot minute. So, like, any, like, fans we did have, they're certainly gone now, except for, like, three people, <laughs> which is super sick. Like, shout out to you guys. <laughs> oh, guys, we're a little rusty, but we are, uh, we're back in the saddle, and uh, bear with us. <laughs> bear with us. Back in you know? the saddle. <laughs> okay, let me have my, I have my, like, bike analogy, horse analogy. It was better than, like, a sex analogy. I was going to have some type of, like, sex joke to start the pod, but I figured, like... You know, we're vulgar enough, so we've been gone for, like, what, Jeff said, like, okay. eight months. <laughs> we're going to ease back Hold into on. it. We might as well. Do you want to know when our last pod was? May. It was 20, May. May 21, 21. Wow. And I don't, Jake, I, I can only assume you write the captions. It's fucking playoffs, bitch. Everything Portland versus Denver. <laughs> that is just so, that is just so aggressive. <laughs> That is I've never... way longer than I would have thought, honestly. That's even worse than ends, I, my he worst ends case. All caps. We smoking on that Nuggets pack, baby. Good to be back. <laughs> I'm almost certain, Jake, you ended that podcast with big things to come this year in 2021. Jeff got married. Probably. We're going to get back on the grind. And here we yeah, are, like yep. eight months later. <laughs> Back yeah, whenever man. Jake gets into like, well, hopefully now we can get into this more consistent schedule. It's like, yeah. wow, that is cap in the hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but hey, we're back. So be happy. Back. I missed you guys. I, I missed you, too. Lots of you guys. Yeah, yes, because we've seen each other since then. But in the potting, in the metaverse, whatever, I guess that's been a thing since the last podcast. Definitely missed, uh, missed this feeling, missed... Anyone who is still <laughs> stuck around and is still listening to us, thank you guys. I'm sure this is going to be – can you imagine, like, the people that have just completely forgot about us and then come, like, this week, they'll see, like, two podcasts because, you know, we're doing the Super Bowl podcast and then Blazer podcast later. But they'll look and they're, like, Spotify, like, subscriptions be like, oh, shit, they're alive. I forgot these guys were a thing. Yeah, I forgot they were, like – yeah, I forgot they did, I forgot, I forgot they did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're, we'll catch up on life for a little bit and, uh, you know, get back into the swing of things. But thanks to everyone who is still listening, if you are listening, if you've, you know, 
seen this pop back up in your subscription box and decided to click, you are listening to The Second String Show. I'm your host, Jake. Grant. And Jeff. <laughs> I'm surprised we even remembered how to do that. Hey, I almost said Jeff. Like you said, like you said, it's like riding a bike. It's rusty. It's rusty. We're riding a bike. I fumbled my words earlier. You know, I tried to say fuck, but then I said shit, and then I, you know, fumbled up on the words. But, you know, it's like riding a bike. Like Jeff said, I'm, I'm pedaling once, one pedal at a time back into the podcasting game. It's like but riding a unicycle. We are back. You know, you never forget. Oh, I certainly could not do that. I'm uncoordinated as fuck. If I tried, I don't even think that I could be stood up on a unicycle. I would just, I would tilt instantly. There's no way. That might have to be a segment. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. You don't have. You don't think you have the core strength to stay out. Who do you think among the three of us could stand on a unicycle the longest? Probably Grant, because he's the smallest. Yeah, it's true. He's got the lowest center think? of gravity. Low Probably. man. Yeah, yeah, I got a lowest center like, of gravity. Yeah. I could see I him have cruising good on a uni. I could see you cruising on a uni. Man, a uni. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But Anyways, I feel like unis are big in, in Portland. Like you definitely get like purple-haired weirdos. No, like, there legitimately is. There's like, like dudes yeah. who like unironically like ride a ride a unicycle to work because it's like greener for the environment or some shit. Grant, what's the name of that? There's like a guy that rides a unicycle yeah, there is. with it bagpipes is. Yeah. and like a Darth Vader mask. Oh, it's Portland. like the the Portland uni uh, unipiper. Unipiper. <laughs> Something like that. There oh, actually that is. Fucks. Yeah, it is. He rides in like a Darth, like a porn like name, a Darth like a, Vader mask, okay. riding <laughs> his Unipiper. Shout out Jr. Dude, the Unipiper. Um, yeah. I've never thought of it that way. See, we start a podcast again. We get back into it, and this is how this is how our minds go when Jeff is on the podcast. No, I was right. It's it's the Unipiper, and uh, president of at Weird Portland United. He has forty one thousand followers. Wow. God, how does that how him, does that dude. make you feel, Jake? He has forty one thousand followers. Yeah, but is he very He's shitting on me. <laughs> he is not, but this is Instagram. Mm. Oh, so, well, he has me beat then. Uh, <laughs> he has me yeah, beat. That's kind of a lot. Uh, well, we are back with, <laughs> I can't even say like another episode because it's been like almost a year. Oh, We're eight back. months. It's been a while since the last podcast. So we got a lot of catching up to do, but I, un- okay, I will say this, guys. Unironically, you know, we we knew the Super Bowl was coming back up. We dropped the ball. We fucked up. We forgot, you know, to do a Halloween podcast, Christmas podcast, and Thanksgiving podcast. We just been off our fucking game. So we knew that we had to do our tradition of the Super Bowl podcast, which you know, kind of started started the whole tradition of the food drafts here on the podcast. And then, unironically, today, CJ McCollum got traded from the Trailblazers. So if you're listening to this, you know, this is the main podcast. You don't have to be a Blazers fan to, to listen to this one. Um, but if you want to hear that, Grant and I are going to do a separate Blazers podcast because we know Jeff would have some unsavory things to say about the Blazers' current situation. So that's fine. Um, I yeah. honestly don't even think I'd have unsavory things to say. I just think at this point I'm so checked out of the NBA that I couldn't even provide a good take. <laughs> exactly. Like I couldn't. Exactly. And that's, that's, my, that's, promi- that's my promise to the listener that uh, – I'm not going to give you a bad NBA take because you just don't have one. See, Jeff, that is sport, that's, yeah, you have to have a take in sport, order to give a bad take. That's sports media integrity, Jeff. I appreciate that. Right. You t- you tell our listeners that if you can't provide the grade A commentary that you know that you should be commentating on, you're just going to bow out and not be on the podcast. Definitely. No, I'd, I'd rather quit than give you guys bad commentary. 
You know what well, I was thinking? Yeah. I was thinking for this podcast comeback, I was like, what like bullshit excuse could we come up with that makes us seem super noble on why we've been absent for eight months? Because I will say we have gotten, you know, a decent amount of people asking when we're going to make the comeback. Uh, you know, long overdue. I kind of promised it would be back sooner than it was, but here we are, you know, a little bit into 2022, but we're back. I was if thinking, what, sp- what could we have said? If you had to spin zone it, what would it be? Like, what's the best one we could come up with? <sighs> I was going to say maybe that, like, I was a secret, like, Russian citizen this whole time and I got, like, deported. Whoa. Yeah, but they have the internet in Russia. Maybe if you're, like, Chinese. Yeah, and that's topical, like because we're in because the Olympics is going on in China. So you're saying that that's our true. excuse for why the second string show has not been on air for eight months is that I was in fact Chinese. Like no, you're a part of like the Chinese deep state. Not that you're like a Chinese person. Like if you're saying you're a Russian not spy, what? I'm saying you're a part of the Chinese deep state. Oh. You oh. just said you got deported okay, to Russia, so like. Careful here, Jake. This is a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah well, chi- that's, I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute since we have podcasted, so I kind of have to. Not that we were, you know, very censored or PC before, but you know, like. Hey, Jake, like you have said, to have Jake. You have got, to have sponsors to be censored. <laughs> that's fair. Hey, <laughs> hey, we we don't have any sponsors lined up right now, so I guess we're kind of a loose cannon. We can say whatever we want. Um, but yeah, I was, I was thinking of ways that we could say why we've had our absence. So the, uh, yeah, Jeff was right. The last time we had a podcast, Jeff had just gotten married. So we haven't had a podcast since Grant got married. So Jesus. Wow. This is spiraling me. Well, yeah, a lot's happened. Why don't you give us a little insight on, well, both of you give us a little insight onto creeping up on a year here of a married life here for Jeff. Um, oh, you. Oh, you I. Want, I was I like, think, I'm not that close. Jeff, you got to give the insight on that. Um, both of you. I just mean both of married life for both of you. Nothing's really changed. It's kind of like the exact same thing. Um, I love my <laughs> wife, but I can second that. <laughs> it's like we lived together before, and now we still live together. We have a dog, which we had before we were married. So That's it's good. Like, I don't know, That's dude. A big step. It's kind of this kind of the same thing you know so it's chill uh definitely like would recommend if you have like the right person to do it with wouldn't say like just go out on a whim and like <laughs> start getting married to people you know kind of a kind oh, of a big boy. uh kind of a big financial com- commitment you know so uh or just get married or just get married to the game or get married to the game second second string show officially pro marriage I think that's a fair take to say we are an overwhelmingly married uh, podcast. You know, two thirds majority. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So <laughs> overwhelmingly married Over- podcast. <laughs> Is that our new like tagline? That could be our new slogan for the show. Hey, now that we're like slowly creeping up into like the mature like married audience that we could hopefully rope in, which we won't, but I can be hopeful. Maybe we can get like an eventual like. Uh, what would be like a quintessential married guy podcast sponsor? Because, you know, in the past we've had like Ooh. gambling sites. We've had Manscaped. We've had Budweiser, you know, beer, shaving your dick and betting money. It's kind of all like bachelor pad like activity. So, like, I might have to have you guys start pitching some new brand deals now that we're back. I'm thinking like pots and pans. Like I have, I have one in my head that just screams like vacuums? married guy. 
Grant, I'd say like Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, that's Ew. a good one. That's a good or one. Like, oh, you know what? Like Target, or like not even yeah, just Target. Either or. Just Target drive up. Ugh. I do that shit all the time now. That's a big like I mean, or like uh, thing. Target drive up, or like some sort of like grocery store. You know, yeah. like you gotta go to go get your Safeway. groceries for the week. Walmart. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be balling. A fucking Walmart sponsor? I'll take Walmart that. money would be sick. I'll take that even as a non-married guy. Exactly. Hey, that's a that's a big bag right there. But no, to kind of just uh, touch on what Jeff said, not too much different. You guys were both at my wedding, so hope you guys had a fun time. But it was a good good Indeed, day overall. Awesome Alcohol was consumed. Suits were Absolutely. worn. Suits were half returned food, uh, in some good cases. Good food is consumed. Did you not return? Wait, did you not return and... the suit, Jake? No, oh, there I were just bits and pieces. There were just it. bits and pieces of some people's in our oh, <laughs> bridal actually, party. I lost a few. I, can figure out, I lost I can a few with like the pins. Who? <laughs> we don't have to get into it. Just oh yeah, guy, we, no one's gonna know that. Jeff ripped his shirt off and started swinging from the top deck. I imagine like some pieces of clothing got lost at some point in the night. It's okay. It came wadded back up to the to the men's warehouse or wherever. Uh, so yeah, it's uh you know we survived and we're thriving. Yeah. So you know it's Jeff, been a good couple what, uh, months. You know what my favorite part of Grant's wedding was though. What? Do you remember when Grant got so drunk that like by the end of the night he Thank puked God. all over his bride's dress on the dance floor and we had to carry him off to the car and he had to like lay uh, down for like an hour and a half and sober up. Yeah, Dude, that, that would be gnarly. a horrid memory. I will say when we got back to the hotel, I was so, like after our ceremony, I was so out of it that I, <laughs> I thought our floor was on, uh, I, I thought it was like floor uh, 10, but it was actually like floor one. And <laughs> so I read it wrong and went up to ask, <laughs> how, how do I get to my room? <laughs> and they had to like guide me to it. So That's yeah, I was a I thought that story was going in a complete different direction when Grant said, when I got back to our room after the wedding, I was like, whoa. Oh, well, you know. You got to consummate, Jake. I will, uh, I'll plead my, plead my Fifth Amendment right there. I got, um, Jake can attest he was there. I got really fucking high in my, in my, uh hotel room after so like into the point where like we had a pilot who was lead flying out of lax the next day he complained at the front desk so sorry to that guy that probably sucked <laughs> but wait, I, had, I had an awesome wait time. wait 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 there was a pilot like sleeping in the room next door and he yeah complained? yeah what a fucking snitch yeah i know right let the man get high on his wedding night before doing the deed you know it was awesome great time <laughs> Yeah, so that's just a little snapshot, you know, for everyone that hasn't uh, listened to us in quite a bit. Got a couple married guys in the podcast now. Uh, yeah, other than that, not much has changed. Oh, besides one thing, Jeff, why don't you share a new addition um, that you recently got that's kind of changing your podcasting experience? Uh, oh, Jesus, thought you were going. With I was a, trying. I was trying. Thought to you were get going with like you. a kid reference there. Don't have that. Whoa. Yet. Don't have that yet. I get where you're going now. Um, for OOGs, if you like, really, really remember. <laughs> I, I break the Jeff Kid podcast news on the podcast be, when he doesn't even know. That'd be like an Adam Schefter level scoop to just to break that <laughs> for me. Dude, 
<laughs> I woes uh, bomb that shit on the pod, and Jeff doesn't even know. Your himself. wife, to- your wife told Jake before to literally right. break <laughs> the news on the pod. Like, hey, oh, that would by the way, wild. make sure like you get this in. Um, no, I'm. You're listening to me through AirPods, and I think famously I said on this on this podcast probably. Well, since they're not listening to like, you through AirPods. Well, they. they I'm recording. Be. I'm recording through AirPods. Big deal because I'm pretty certain I said I would never fucking get AirPods because they're probably something along the lines of like douchebags. Well, I'm that guy now. I got them, and I kind of fucking love it. They're awesome. So, you know, if you can, yeah. cha- to quote yeah. Rocky, like if you can change, I could change. We can all change. So, you know, that's how America <laughs> if anyone... gets back together. Wow, that was powerful. Uh, like Jeff said, if anyone out there is a second string show OG listener of the podcast, probably like four years ago, yeah. Uh, Grant and I got AirPods for the first time, and it kind of elevated our kind of like status in the kingdom just a little bit higher, you know, in the, the audio level, just the overall stature that we brought to the podcast. And Jeff is over there probably using some wires and shit, you know, and he shit on us at the time. He said that AirPods were for cocky bastards and, you know. You know, it's just coming wires, from a place of jealousy. Wires from, and shit. Well, wired peasants. You know, coming from I, a place of jealousy. I, I will say, I remember Grant had a bitch-ass little rubber case for his AirPods. I did. And that it was a, spiraled me on the podcast. It was, a, it was an AirPod condom by your choice. Oh, God. That was one of our hashtags from one of our old episodes, I remember. AirPod condoms. Hey, I still oh, have it on God, right now. It's condoms. on. Ugh, gross. Gotta what keep else them has safe. changed? What else has changed? Marriage. Hey, I want to know. You know, we we talked about our uh, our our love life here. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up, Jake. I want to know <laughs> what is going on in that that uh, <sighs> stratosphere. That stratosphere, huh? Well, I was gonna say there is. Yeah. So, trying to recap what's happened. So, since the last uh, couple weddings, I have remained single. Um. Gotten a few new tattoos. That's about it. Uh, oh, by the way, I got a second string tattoo. So in the wild move department of Jake, I got that before we even made our podcast comeback. So I will say that I kind of willed this comeback into existence. So congratulations. Sure. Hey, shout out you. Oh, <laughs> uh, what I was the question? I thought you were going to get really detailed into your, uh, your uh, t- I don't even know how to put it, your love life, for lack of a better term. <laughs> you know what, Grant? Sometimes, when the tough gets going, the going. Wait, when the tough <laughs> okay, gets, never mind. Yeah. We'll move on from that. Wow, no, I legitimately just had. I I think I just had a stroke. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> the lights literally kind of like flashed for a bit, and I was like saying a word, and then I forgot the word that I was saying. Did I have a stroke? You were so, you were saying something about uh, when the tough. I actually don't know that saying very well though. So I know Anyways. what you were trying to say. No, t- I, I know what Grant was saying. Gets, when the going gets tough, the tough get gets going. Gets tough, the tough gets going. Yeah, there go- you go. Gets That's going. It. Yes. Perfect. Well, let's just say if you're applying that saying to my life, I still am in the tough, you know, segment of, of that portion of my life. So, you know, some might say, Jake, you know, you're starting the pod. pod. Jesus Christ. I think I did have a You good, fam? I'm going to take a sip of coffee. And, yes, I'm drinking coffee at almost eight o'clock at night that's a wild some might move. say why are you drinking coffee at 7 30 well it's decaf that's my new thing oh, you're a fucking crazy person who the fuck you know what, drinks Jeff? decaf coffee <laughs> okay you're gonna derail me from my love life talk but i will say this so 
caffeine had such a vice grip on my life. I will tell you, Jeff, vice grip. I w- okay, I'll, I'll ask you guys. How many cups of coffee, on average, on a work day, would you drink per day? Uh, two and a half, three. I try to do two, but it's usually three. And Honestly, then, and then I, I would and only... I knock them all, would... all up by 7.30. A.M.? Yeah. Okay, so that's good for that's good then. So the caffeine, you know, runs its course. Okay, okay, Grant. Uh, way less. Honestly, like I always didn't drink that much coffee. I would have literally a cup a day. That was it. Okay. So I, I guess that we can get into other life updates later. I started a new job that's based in the East Coast, New York, pr- precisely. So you know now I've got these really early hours where I'm starting my days, you know, on East Coast time because they're three hours ahead. So on average, I would be slamming four to five cups of coffee a day, sometimes six. Jesus. But like spread out. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Spread out to the fact where like, so like I would like not even be thinking about it and I would have like a three or 4 p.m. cup of coffee and I'd be like, shit. And then it would keep me up all night and then it would be a vicious cycle of I'm up all night and then I got to wake up at 5.30, 5 or whatever, depending on when I have a meeting the next day. So I cold turkeyed from caffeine. It was like a heroin come down a little bit. I felt like I was on an episode of Euphoria. So I had the shakes for a bit, couldn't sleep, but I weaned myself off of the fiend. And I was like, you know, I'm still like a coffee addict. I love the taste. I love like the ritual of, you know, you wake up in the morning, you pour a hot, warm cup, whatever, go to the kitchen. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to switch to decaf and see if I can just trick my little hamster mind into thinking that I'm now like, you know, still drinking normal coffee. So now I'm an addicted to decaf because it feels like normal coffee. And now I'm like more awake than ever because I'm actually sleeping. So I can slam cups of decaf whenever I want because there's no caffeine. So sometimes I'll have like, you know, after a dinner, like whatever, before bed, I'm like, oh, I'm going to slam a little 10 p.m. cup of decaf. Hey, Is that weird? You know, why, whatever are you works. Dinner, why are you eating dinner at like nine at night? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm I will more say, like... I'm more, like, intrigued about your fucking, like, eating and drinking habits than how much coffee you drink. Who the fuck is eating dinner at 9 and goes, yeah, I'll have no, a post. No, I meant, like, a... I worded that wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll have a post-dinner cup, but then I'll also be, I meant, then I'll also, like, later in the night if I want, like, a before-bed cup. Just so, like, oh, why not? I could have a little you cup drink, of decaf at, like... You are a fucking psychopath. That is fucking is that like, shit. That is you that, like, a, Jeffrey like, Dahmer shit? <laughs> I, I guarantee I don't have the like the stats in front of me, but I'm certain that he drank decaf <laughs> coffee before bed. That is fucking psychotic. I will wow. say that is weird. I've never heard of that it, except hey. like after dinner. Like sometimes, like hey, you know, a cup of decaf where you're sitting at the restaurant. That, yeah, that, after that's the after thing. dinner, never heard. All right, I get it. I've never heard of like, hey, let me have a warm cup of decaf <laughs> Joe to really put me to bed. That'll not like I've heard of yeah. warm milk. <laughs> But like Jesus, it's kind of like that effect. It just tastes good. Uh, I like coffee. Yikes! I feel like I'm being I, having an intervention for decaf coffee. This is wild. How did I, I like, go from love like life talk to too. fucking decaf? Uh, that I is just a wild fucking. What about like energy drinks? That's probably not healthy. Never mind. No, I'd, I I, I, I had used a to do like Red Bull addiction know. for a while, so I get it. I mean, oh, I remember that. Shout out Red Bull. I used to drink bangs here and there, like early quarantine, just to like see if I could make myself really awake. Not good. Those shits, heart palpitations, no cap. Yeah, Anyways, no good. How did I divert from? How did I go from love life to coffee? Oh, I was taking a drink of coffee because I had another mini stroke. Anyways, anyways, Grant, you know, to, to address your question, 
you know, some people might ask, Jake, how does it feel now that you're rebooting the podcast? You know, you got two married co-hosts, you know, living some wholesome lives and you're out there just kind of, you know, single and alone. And I might answer to that, you know, oh my God. some people might, uh, you know, take that to heart and kind of, uh, you know, internalize that. But other people might see that as an opportunity to capitalize on pain for the enjoyment of our listeners. You know, the way that I see it is. If all three of us were happy and married, how relatable would that be? Let's be honest. Would that be relatable? Hey, probably not. You, got, you bring up a good point. So I'm saying, you know, we got ourselves we got ourselves a good amount of young listeners out there. A lot of college kids, you know, some high school, some listeners in different countries. So I, I say to you guys out there, you know, some people can be happy and married, like Grant and Jeff, and some people can be like Jake, you know, still just on the on the destination and quest for love. So. I'll leave my journey out there as kind of the people's journey. You know, I'm a man of the people and my love life and my relationships are of the people as well. I will also say recently on Hinge, Bumble and Tinder, I did say, you know what? <laughs> you know, these younger girls, by the way, when I say that, I mean like my age, <laughs> low 20s. When I say younger girls. <laughs> yeah, that could have been no. taken away wrong. They Don't Joe Rogan degrees. me, guys, please. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Okay, God so, so close. Anyways, I will say, you know, now that I am entering the ripe, you know, upper 20s age, I will say, you know, Grant and I are creeping up here on 28. Jeff's 28. Um, 29. I'm 29, dude. Fuck you. Jeff turned. T- that we forgot to talk about. Happy belated I'm, birthday. Uh, Jeff turned 29 yesterday. Holy thank shit. You. I'm, That'll be I'm, another topic because Jeff is. Going to be the first to turn 30 on the podcast, so that'll be a Amar, big episode. Amar, planning for the 30th birthday started yesterday. so Oh, you got to do a destination. You got to do a destination. I, I got it. I got something in the hopper. I'm, I'm ready to roll. Whatever it is, count me in. Anyways, so, you know, now that we're all up there in age, you got Jeff just turned 29 yesterday. Grant and I are creeping up here on 28. I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe I need, you know, I've had, I've been unsuccessful, you know, I've gone on a few dates recently. It's fun, but like at the same time, it's like, eh, whatever. But now that, you know, I'm kind of up there, I'm like, maybe I need an older seasoned woman, you know, maybe that'll be my key to finding the right relationship and, you know, get married. So recently I have upped my, uh, I really don't know if this is something I should be making public, but, uh, you know what? We've been gone for eight months, so my life is an open book, so we can follow this journey together on, you know, as episodes come out in the future. But uh, I will say I I upped my age range on uh, the dating apps, Hinge, Bumble, and and Tinder, and all that. And I've kind of dabbled in matching with a little bit of older women. And when I say older women, I mean older women. I'll just leave it at that. You know. Wait, like. Gotten a few matches. Give me me an age. Like, how old? Uh, How old of some of my matches? Let me ask it this way. What's the oldest uh, woman you've connected with or matched with? You want me to be honest? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. 75? Shut the fuck. Jake, you got to send it. You got to send me. You got to send me a picture of her right now. You ha- yeah, you got to send I have, this. I have to see this 75 year old. I'm going to dig through it. Uh, So, you know, I'm kind of like the way that I see it now, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of like living my life for the content. I forgot which app it was. I got to find it. You know, whatever happens, happens. I'm kind of doing things for the stories now. I'm still young, still trying to live. So, you know what, if that takes, you know, experiencing new things and, you know, 
some older experienced women in my life, then so be it. You know, it'll make for hey, a good story. Hey, they pray, they pray on your downfall, King. Don't let them pray on your downfall. Uh, I'm still looking for her, but I just found another one. Example, uh, 44. Oh, Jake, I, I would, I can't tell you how happy it would make me if you just hit like a cougar phase in your life. I just think that would be so fucking funny. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I just sent it in the group chat. Oh, good for her. Wow. Yeah. See, the thing is, I'm not, I, I don't know how to put this without being rude. Her name rhymes with a part uh, of, a fe- of female anatomy for everybody who wants to guess. So with the older women, it's a little less about like it's it's kind of like you just kind of like swipe right and you don't really think. That sounds really bad. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's like it's like you're you know, using. I'm them. just looking for a nice. No, well, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> so, I, wow, this this took down a. I went from decaf coffee to talking about uh, some nefarious acts here. Um. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. You know, you're just you guys are just people being people. You're trying to vibe together. Who knows? Maybe you find an older woman and like an ultimate move. Jake would be like find an elderly divorcee. You can kind of move in, ride it out for a couple of years. Bro. Who knows? Maybe you get left something, you know. And it's almost like a knives out situation, you know. Great. Like, it's not quite knives. I will out, say, like you get what I'm saying. I will say. We got a few. Uh, we got a few weddings, more weddings coming up in our friend group. I'm a. I'm a groomsman in another one. How wild would that be if I brought, if I brought like a 60 year old woman as my date as like to one of my friend's weddings? I can't tell you how well how happy that wouldn't would be the first me. time I've seen you I, with a, a 60 year old woman at a wedding. Okay, so Super <laughs> Bengals Rams Super. Well. Uh, no, that like is something riding. we can. It really can... is like riding a bike, Grant. Like just dunking on Jake, and it just hey, it never. That one, old. he set that one up too easy. <laughs> I mean, he really did. Okay, but now everyone out there is going to be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" You left. Well, that we'll leave so that ambiguous. one. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll leave, leave that one. Jake, that's called a tease. Leave him wanting more. Yeah, exactly. But let's so talk tea... Bengals. Bengals Rams, though. Yeah, a tease, just like my love life with me and older women on, uh, you know, doing acts at weddings. Let's move on to. Wow, I, I was gonna transition there and I just completely lost it, but <laughs> whatever. Shaky transitions. It's been a while, guys. Super Bowl podcast 2022. I, you know what? Call us what you want. Call us uh, lazy for missing the last whatever amount of months and couple podcasts. But I don't think. I don't think we've missed a Super Bowl podcast since we were a radio show. Am I right? Nope, we're undefeated. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we've done it. So does that mean we've done it? We've had a Super Bowl radio show slash podcast for what? At least like six years, eight, nine years. No, well, like, six for me. Six for me. You guys are longer than I am. True. Six for yeah. Jeez, that's wild to think of. So. Like always, Super Bowl podcast. For this one, uh, we're going to follow a little structure here, kind of go down with our predictions. You know, it's we haven't had a podcast the entire NFL season, so we can talk a little bit on, you know, thoughts on the season and Bengals-Rams, predictions for the game. And then Jeff, of course, has his segment uh, now that, you know, Jeff, through, literally through quarantine, um, kind of followed in Jeff's footsteps and became a degenerate gambler myself. We won't go down that rabbit hole, so... That's one. I'll uh, give you a little, that's one like, story for another show. I got I got COVID and got really hot at gambling at college football. It was 
honestly, awesome time to get COVID. Hit it at, like, the absolute peak. Like, literally, it could not have hit it at a better time. Me and, like, you know. Because you have millions, an excuse then. Yeah, millions of other Americans. I got locked in my own bedroom, like, my guest bedroom with nothing but a fire stick, an Xbox, and a TV. And I just said, hey, what are you going to do? You know, you could wallow in self-pity and say. Nothing but a fire stick and, say, and hey, an Xbox. <laughs> you got COVID, right? Or I can dig deep. I can get lower than a dead dinosaur's lunch pail. And I can go to work. What the f- and What? What did, I do? what did I do? I went to work. We just can you what a elaborate time. on that? What a time to be alive, boys. A dead dinosaur's lunch pail? I haven't heard that one. Is that an no. actual saying, or are you just fucking with us? No, I stole it from another podcast, to be totally honest. But, God you know, actually, and I'm pretty sure at um, if you look on my – I have to find it. If you look on my coaching bio for high school football, that is, like, my quote. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever <laughs> sent it. I do have a very hilarious, like, coaching bio. I just wish I had my mustache when I took the picture. But there's some, like, there's some grade A quotes in there, and that's one of them. Wow. I love that. Yeah, it quite it makes quite literally no sense to me, but I'll ride with it. Uh, yeah, it is. It does make literally zero sense, but you know what? As long as I laugh, <laughs> that's really all I'm looking for in life. Uh, that's true. So, like Jeff, the uh, the local degenerate gambler said, we're gonna go through some of the wildest Super Bowl prop bets as we do on every Super Bowl podcast, and kind of uh, you know make our predictions on some. Since I know. Uh, we'll all be making some bets for the Super Bowl and locking down in some strange ass prop bets. I'm sure there's going to be one on you know how many times during the halftime show does Eminem talk about killing his mom and his wife and you know all that good stuff. So I don't prop bets. think the NFL okayed that, but if it is, that's a hell of a prop. <laughs> that's a hell of a prop to have. So we're going to have our prop bet discussion, our game discussion, and then, of course, to end out the podcast, like we do every Super Bowl podcast, we are going to have our annual food draft, where we draft our best Super Bowl party spread lineup, and we'll have that on Twitter and on Instagram for you guys to vote. You can follow the show, I forgot I didn't plug this, at Second String Show on all socials, and we're out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Throw us a like. And uh, rating, we desperately need it after uh, you know being gone for so long to boost ourselves in the algorithm. But yeah, we got uh, got ourselves some Super Bowl talk, and uh, fuck it, let's get into it. February thirteenth, Los Angeles. So I don't even know where to start with this, but there's been a legend kind of in the making the last few months with uh, Mr. Burr. Ooh, you're a fan of Joe Burr. This is like absolutely. A hot who I is are you joe not a Bur- fan no i love joe burrow okay i hate joe burr the nickname i think that's kind of a shitty nickname oh, okay that's fair All right, guys that's, that's fine i thought you were gonna say you didn't like joe burrow and i was no. like who hates joe Burrow? At big this point? big burrow house over here but the name i think we need to work on a little bit guys i got something that i just sent in the group chat you know i'm gonna kind of lay the insight here on this pick uh on the podcast before i post it on super bowl super bowl sunday <laughs> So that is a picture, you know, what I, you got, I'll tweet this out from the show on Sunday and our listeners can see it. That is a picture of, I want to say, five or six-year-old Jake in full Bengals uniform with a Bengals helmet. And you know how people, you know, on the day of the Super Bowl, you know, you know, everyone hops on the bandwagon, the train of the Bengals. 
I might just uh, throw that pick up on Twitter and Instagram and claim to be the world's biggest Bengal fan and, and Joe Burrow fan because you know I kind of have the I kind of have the photograph evidence. Although the uh, the backstory of that photo was apparently uh, my mom had one of those Sears calendars when I was a kid, and she just kind of like opened it to like they had like you know sets for every single NFL team, and apparently I just thought the orange looked cool because I was used to the Beavers at the time because of her Beaver gear, so I picked the Bengals. So. I guess it's kind of rooted in the Beaver, so go Beavs, go Bengals. Uh, Jake McGrady, longtime Bengals fan, so valid, hey, uh, valid fan for the Super Bowl. I'm just gonna wrote, gonna put that out there. Dare we, dare we change the nickname to Mr. Bengal for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cincinnati. If you could, if you could, like, oh, Jake, if you can somehow get your bit emoji to have tiger stripes on it, just for like one, just for Sunday, and change your name to oh, Mr. Cincinnati. That would be fucking great. It. It'd be electric. How how hilarious is that picture though? Because like when you when I put that out, there's like no way that someone cannot tell me that I'm a life that I'm not a like lifelong diehard Bengals fan. I'm like what what do you mean? Look at me. Been a Bengals I fan since day one, guessed, bro. I, I actually would have guessed that was Beaver stuff. Oh, when shit, I first with saw the, it with the B E and the orange helmet. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Well, but hey, you know, diehard Bengals fan Jake McGrady. <laughs> so I just had to put I just, before we get into the talk I had to put that out there to defend myself once uh people start coming for me once I put that photo out but yeah go Bengals hey are you, so Jeff you uh obviously are a Bengals guy too are, do you think Bengals are oh, dude competitive in get, this game don't even get me started on how much I hate the fucking Rams in this game and how okay annoying right. it is I was gonna to say be in this city we had to get right it's now. it's it's a it's a beautiful thing that we're making our podcast come back right before the Super Bowl that the L.A. Rams are playing in L.A. Because I know how strongly Jeff feels about it. So the second uh, the second we locked this in for our comeback episode, I was like, oh, Jeff's Jeff's L.A. Rams segment's going to be a beauty. This was kind of what I was trying to get at. Honestly. Dude, <laughs> I wanted to hear this. This is your runway, it's, Jeff. <laughs> let, is, let some steam out. <laughs> it's the most infuriating thing I think that is in my life right now. I can't tell you how <laughs> irrationally mad I am that the LA Rams are playing in the Super Bowl and they're playing in their home stadium like which is even worse. And the fact like the fact that people are like around here are mad that the Rams aren't going to be wearing their home jerseys. Uh we're not even in our home locker room. All this bullshit. That's an actual that's an actual argument? <laughs> yes. Fuck what? all of you. Jesus. Fuck any LA Ram fan that exists, there's like three of them. Okay. There's like three people who I would like legitimately say you are a Rams fan because you grew up in the eighties as an actual LA Rams fan. Are you were in here in LA when the Rams were here, then they left and then they came back. I'll give you that. All you other fuckheads who didn't give a fuck about the NFL or like were casual NFL fans. And then the fucking Rams showed up. Where the fuck were you when Jeff Fisher was the head coach and Jared Goff was a rookie and you were going seven and nine in the Coliseum? I can guarantee you, you weren't fucking standing on the corner on Instagram yelling whose house, which, by the way, is just the lamest <laughs> fucking chant. I can't wait, wait, even. Wait. That, wait, that's the Rams chant? Yes. Whose house? They, they go, whose house? And everyone chants back Rams house. It's the no. lamest. Oh, no. The lamest thing going right now and it's who day versus rams house who day is like 
Oh, dude. I can't even describe. Every bar around here now. Hey, we're all Rams fans. Rams flags in the windows. Hey, where was this six months ago? Can definitely tell you. Not in your window. You definitely didn't have a light-up Rams Bud Light sign sitting in the corner. So, I get it. You got to make money. All right. COVID bars are hit. Okay, whatever. I'll give you a pass. Everybody else now coming out of the freaking woodwork with their Aaron, their fresh Aaron Donald jerseys. Like, fresh Aaron Donald jerseys. Like, if you were a Stafford jersey, definitely fuck you because you're for sure not a Rams fan. Um, Rams fans don't <laughs> exist. Like, they're just they're not OBJ a thing. jersey. That's even newer. <laughs> yeah, they're not a thing. I don't want to hear from any of you. You're not true fans. You've gone through no oppression or no struggle in your fan in your fandom and if you haven't gone through that i don't want to hear about it like like you i i i don't even i'm not even going to entertain the conversation you guys have been here for a cup of coffee in la and the only reason why the rams are even relevant is because they've just gone all in for the first 10 years or first like what is this five years i cannot wait and i cannot express this enough i cannot wait for them to fall off a fucking cliff in like three years when everybody runs out and they go all in for like the seventh fucking time and it doesn't work. And then the whole, the whole future's mortgaged where there are two and like 15, whatever we play 18 weeks, two and 15 football team. Where are the people going to be in SoFi then? They were banning people from San Francisco to buy (laughs) tickets for the NFC title. That was hilarious. That is the softest thing in the world. I don't ever want to hear that Rams fans exist or that there's a home field advantage in, in L.A. because it's there's not. It's fabricated. It's made up. I don't want to fucking hear about it. Fuck all of you. That was that was even better than could have even predicted. So, yeah, I Beautiful. uh, I uh, I gotta tend to agree with you. I think that we're all, from what it sounds like, I mean, kind of a foreshadowing of maybe possible picks, but uh, we're all Joe Burrow fans and we're all uh, we're all Bengis fans. I don't Jeff, know anybody who you. is like who is like legitimately taking the Rams and like I live and die for the Rams. Because you know what's gonna happen? If the Rams lose the Super Bowl, no one's gonna be upset. They're just gonna keep living their fucking life. It's not like it's a Dodger or a Laker loss or even like the Kings. True. Like there are no rabid fans in LA for, for football. It doesn't make any fucking sense. So I have to ask Jeff, when the Rams played the Patriots, what was that in two thousand seventeen? Mm-hmm. How, well, c- compare L.A. Uh, obviously, I feel like now it's extremely heightened just because SoFi Stadium, the Super Bowl's in L.A. It's probably 20-fold. But what was, like, the general, like, comparison of, like, that era of the Rams when somehow Jared Goff took him to the Super Bowl versus now? It's, it's way worse now. Like, I feel like I have yeah. seen so many more people, like, on my Instagram feed. I'm like, oh, you're a Rams fan now. Where the fuck were you 10 years ago? You definitely weren't a Rams fan. Like, I remember going to high school with you. You for sure were not a Rams fan then. Whatever, though, yeah, you're going to just fly the flag and say whose house every fucking third down you get. Whatever. Whose house is a horrible, horrible... Dude, it's the worst. It is the absolute worst. And I've been... I went to Rams games at the Coliseum. Worst experience of my life. I love the Coliseum. Coliseum's cool. Wait, why? I got free tickets. I mean, why am I not? And I tailgated. Like, what am I? Like, why would I not go? You know, true. You gotta, you gotta take advantage. Yeah, I guess. No, I, like, I, I, I didn't went mean during why, the. I, I didn't mean why you I, did. I, I didn't mean why myself, did you go. I mean, why I was it such I a bad can, like? 
well, I went during week 17. Rams were already out of the playoffs. Like, no, and it was like half Cardinals fans. And, like, Cardinals fans don't even exist oh, either. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, true. And, like, that was that was the Jeff Fisher years. And then I went again with, like, McVay for a Colts game. Again, pretty packed house with Colts fans. And I don't know if you guys are, like, geography majors. Indianapolis is nowhere fucking close to L.A. So, um, doesn't make any sense. Um, again, I, I, I will leave it at that. Rams fans don't exist. In, you guys are all fake in, in my head. In defense, I will say, I'm not, I'm not, you know, pro Rams whatsoever. But in defense of the crowds that do sh- the away team that do does show up to Rams games, do you think the geography of LA has like a big play in that? Because it's like families are like, no, might as well make bullshit. a trip out of it, go to Disneyland, call, LA, bullshit. whatever. Look at look at the Raiders. Raiders Why? games are sold. Look, Raiders games are sold out. Vegas is a, is 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 even more of a weekend destination than the than than than, than L. A. And they're and it's well, never for sure. You're never watching. You're never watching yes. a Ra- You're never watching a Raider game. Going, oh wow, the Raiders are true. The Raiders are outnumbered by with their fans. That's just not a thing. Uh, that's a little different situation though, because their fan base How? is just the Raiders. Though it's the Raiders. How? The Rams were the the Rams were in L. A. Too. They don't uh-huh. like think about like. The Rams, the Rams and the Raiders were in L.A. at the same time, and the Rams were like what the Chargers were. They were second fiddle. Like, True. they had to leave to basically go get fans and then come back and, like, hope that people stayed. Speaking of the Chargers, now that the Rams are, like, the biggest bandwagon team of the West Coast, like, when's the last time you saw someone out and about in, like, a Herbert jersey? None, but my sister-in-law is a Chargers fan, but only because uh, from San Diego. And, like, I can't even lie – if okay. you if you put That's a gun if you put a gun to my head and said hey you got to pick a team in LA I'm picking the Chargers, like they've got cool jerseys, they kind of are the underdogs and Boltman was a thing at one point in San Diego so like at least I could kind of link myself to that. There's nothing cool about the Rams. I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. I like Sean McVay. I like I like Aaron Donald. I like Matt Stafford. All their fans suck. Other than that, there's nothing fucking cool about that team. Hey, I'm I'm with you. I do have to say, Jeff, is there going to tell us kind of break break down the shockwaves of anger that is going to trickle down your spine like a, a drip drop of Dasani on a warm summer's day when you're watching the Super Bowl and you look and the camera pans to a box shot and LeBron James is in a box wearing a oh a uh, Matt Stafford jersey. Fuck that guy. You know it's coming. Oh uh, no, because I think he's gonna ro- he's gonna he's gonna root for Joe Burrow. Because he's gonna play yeah. the whole like Cincy. I'm an Ohio no. Ohio boy. No, he's Ohio not. boys stand again. He is. He's not gonna go That's to the game a- because I'm sure the Lakers are like playing or they're on the road, whatever. But I guarantee you, he's like, been going he, hard for the Rams on Twitter and OBJ because he's like yeah, you know, ex- best buddy. Except like two fucking weeks ago, he was going hard for Joe Burrow, and then all of a sudden the Rams win their game, and it's oh whose house? And it's like the same shit. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Um. Oh, my point My point about the Rams fans, you know how I know they're not going to be, like, with the shits? It's because if they lose, there's going to be zero rioting in L.A., at least with, like, the Dodgers, Lakers, like, Kings. If there's, like, a championship on the line, it's riots no matter what. I can't even guarantee that we're going to have riots in the streets of L.A., even if the Rams fucking win. So you're a Fugazi L.A. sports franchise. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, well... That was Jeff's, uh, if you guys couldn't tell, that's Jeff's viewpoint on uh, the Los Angeles Rams. So, yeah, let's get into some game predictions, some prop bets, and uh, get into this this food draft. 
I mean, it's so, safe to say we all know who we're root- we all know who we're predicting and rooting for. I'm guessing. I will. Um, I can kick. I can kick off the predictions if you don't mind. So, uh, I. So okay, let me just preface this by, I am a little bit worried what I've seen in the playoffs from, uh, and I think a lot of people are from the Bengals O line, uh, going up against one of the better uh, D lines <laughs> uh, in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, God, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald so, is scary. <laughs> that does scare me a little bit, but Fair. this is okay. where I take the little bit of, uh, I guess, just like consolation. So much like uh, when Tom Brady, uh, you know, RIP Tom from the league now, but yeah, speaking, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, much like Jeff day. said with Tom Brady, and he taught me a very valuable lesson. It's you don't make money betting against Tom Brady, right? That did me pretty well. I feel, well, and I'm, and I I'm not comparing. I lost a shit ton of money betting, betting on Tom Brady in the last play. Oh, I did so. this year. But, I mean, he's like, he was fragile. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's like, it's <laughs> a safe. fragile. Like, Jake, it's a safe bet. Like, you're not, like, you're not going to yeah. walk no, away know. from losing that bet going, God, I you feel made like it a fucking exactly. idiot for not for, 100%, for betting 100%. against Tom. It's, that's how I feel about Alabama football. Like, I did that in the national title game. So, you know what? I might have lost, but I yeah, feel very fair. comfortable betting Alabama football. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah, getting back, looping it back to what I was saying, that I'm not comparing Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. What I am saying is he has that (laughs) same sort of mental makeup where I feel like you're just kind of stupid for betting against him, right? Like, the Bengals shouldn't be here. What a good phrase, mental makeup. That's Yeah, like, like you, you know, just as well as everyone else, like, the Bengals weren't expected to be here. Joe Burrow led them there. Like, he went in to Arrowhead, beat the Chiefs, like that's mm-hmm. almost as impressive of a win as you can get, really. So, I'm I'm not gonna bet against Joe Burrow. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's gonna make you any money betting him against Joe Burrow. And I I know that there's not a lot of data to back that up, but he just has that like mindset. So I'm going Bengals over the Rams in a close game. I'm gonna go. Okay. <sighs> I hadn't thought about the actual outcome. I'm gonna go th- 34. 31 Bengals. Damn. Okay. Lock it in. Okay. 34 31. Locked it in. We'll write that down for Grant and compare all of our uh, predictions next week, of course. Uh, I'll go next. You know, as a lifelong Bengals fan, you know, we've dealt with this, <laughs> this drought, this joyless winless we got, we got jake i'm gonna call you you're of, like a you're like a like a cincinnatiac you know you got to come up with like a like whatever like what do the Bengal fans call themselves the kitty the the pussycats i don't know the i was i okay. gets doubtful Tigrets. a bangalette <laughs> bangalette Anyways, as a lifelong cincinnati fan you know ohio native grew up there as a kid eating um Skyline chili. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> Skyline chili, you know, the chili on top of the spaghetti and all that, you know, good stuff. Ohio to the core, you know, through and through. Um, you know, LeBron lived down the street from me in Cleveland, but I would travel to Cincinnati for games as a wee little lad. It was fun. Um, but, yeah, you know, dealing with the heartbreak as a Bengals fan all these years, you know, TJ Hushmanzada, Chad Ochocinco, the, you know, Carson Palmer, my heart goes out to you, I mean first quarterback I fell in love with just absolutely a beauty but you know as a Bengals fan you know you get to this moment where you finally have the shining glory of Joe Burrow two years in the league 
first quarterback potentially, you know, if he pulls it through to ever win, you know, a national championship, a Heisman and a Super Bowl. And he would have done that all in three years, you know, even with one of those years with the ACL tear, you know, just kind of the, the stuff of legends in the making here as, as a diehard Bengal fan. Um, who just loves to see it, loves to see my team on the big stage. You know, like, like Grant said, you really can't bet against the Michael Jordan of, of football, of the new era, and Joe Burrow. So, you know, I'm going to light a cigar on, on Super Bowl Sunday, courtesy of Jeff, a nice little, you know, Cuban cigar from Jeff's wedding, um, and enjoy myself as a bangle win because, you know, the Rams just don't have the mental fabric and, and the, the, the DNA to uh, come out on top as a champion. So I'm going to go Bengals 27, Los Angeles Rams 20. Damn. Mm, 27, 20. T- uh, TD. <laughs> 27, I, 20. That, I love it, Jake. Boo <laughs> You like that? Boo day. We day. Yeah. Well, we day. Jake, going off of that, I too. Gonna take the Bengals. I'm gonna take Bengals. I'm gonna take Bengals within the number, which is four right now. And I'm gonna take him out right in the game. I do I do think there is something I I think the Rams are definitely the better team. They're they're for sure more talented, but there's something about Joe Burrow that just mm-hmm. scares the shit out of me to say I like what a everything on everything on paper too, huh? everything on paper says Pause. I have to bet I have to bet the Rams. The Rams are the better team on paper. Like I will give them that the Rams are the better team. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, the way something about them oh, yeah. just makes me go, fuck man, I can't like I don't want to be. I, it's kind of like what we talked about. I will be comfortable losing the bet saying I bet on Joe Burrow, and it does mm-hmm. scare the shit out of me that everybody's now comparing him to Brady which is such an unfair comparison to put on that kid. But yeah. fuck man, he is special. <laughs> he does special fucking shit and I got to I'm going to put it on there. I hate the Rams so fucking much, but I I'm going with my boy Joe with uh, Joey B. I'm going to take it. I think I'm I'm going to take Bengals plus 4 and I'm going to take the under. I think the under I think the over under is 48 and a half. I don't know why I'm slight. I became slightly addicted to betting unders, which is a sharp turn from where I was pre-COVID and like in May. That's, say, that's unlike you. <laughs> I am, dude. I got really into betting unders during college football season. <laughs> anyway, Bengals plus four. I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna say I gotta double check here what the over under is. So bear with me. If anybody knows off the top of their head, I believe it is. I don't know what the over-under is. Uh, opening, it's opened at 48 and a half. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go Bengals 27, Rams 24. Evan McPherson walks it off with a game-winning field goal. Wow. All right. So. And I'll even throw one other like little wrinkle in there. Bengals will be down 10 or more points with seven minutes to go. They're going to be down 10 with Whoa. seven to go. I'm talking about a gigantic Rams collapse because I don't think what we're all, what people don't truly realize, we are one Matthew Stafford calamity away. The Niners had it. The Niners had that Matthew Stafford calamity and gave it to them. Yep. Jaquiski Tart, True. bless your heart. Calamity. But yep. 
it was there for the taking, and they didn't take it. No, hundred percent. You're not. You're not wrong. I'm so, gonna say it. We all Bengals got, are down ten got with seven minutes or less to go, but they find a way to win. Okay. Sounds well, like we're all gonna we be go, putting boys. some money on the Bengals, and hopefully, uh, we got making a nice little profit. We got a yeah. We got a three-way Bengals bet here, and we're all gonna be throwing down some money on the game. So speaking of throwing down money on the game, before we get into our Super Bowl party draft. Jeff, of course, has his segment every year where he kind of rattles through some of the strangest Super Bowl prop bets. And uh, any, uh, you know, young kids out there who are of legal gambling age, we do advise you, you know, proceed with caution, gamble safely, blah, blah, blah. But if you if you do, please, you know, have a few adult beverages and play some ill-advised bets. We will be running through some of those now that you can bet on the game. Um, and bet with us, since I know Jeff likes to bet on some strange shit. You know, cleavage, singing, all that. I've good heard stuff. about the so cleavage Jeff... bet. I haven't found it yet. Speaking <laughs> know, of strange, just, speaking yeah. of strange bets, I just said that because there's a there's a boob bet every Super Bowl. So yeah, who's the designated boob bet? Well, who's it's whoever's the... singing the national anthem, like Mickey Guyton, I think. I don't know who that is. That sounds like a man. So, <laughs> so yeah, I heard something on. Uh... It was somewhere else. I don't remember where I was, where I was hearing it, but they appa- apparently call her uh, Quickie Nikki for singing. So a lot of people are like <laughs> taking the under because it's like set hand, pretty is low that this like year. Like a hand job joke? No, no, no. It's like because of the Nikki. national anthem. Oh. And how quickly she sings it. That's like the whole thing. But sure, if we want to make it sexual, we can. I mean, why not? It's second. It's, so that's a great. That's a great, that's a great segue, Grant, because prop Quickie bets Nikki. are what. Prop bets are what make the Super Bowl great, right? And you know yeah. what? My go-to every year, I have a, I have a few, you know, that are just hard and fast rules about betting a Super Bowl. I think if this is your first time, you got to do these. You got to do at least these four these four bets. Yeah, give it, give our give us embrace, the gambler's you know, novice kind of like the big five, you know. Coin toss. Well, you know what? Let me let me even go before that. Over under on the national anthem. You gotta bet it. You gotta time it yourself. There's nothing more electric than coming out there, and the first bet you're gonna make is gonna be the national anthem. Do you go over or under? And I want to say it's set at a minute forty-five. I wish I really, really wish I could give you guys exact props here, but I got locked out of my Bovada account just before we got on this account onto the pod, and I can't get back in, so I don't have the official line yet. You got to bet over under. I always go over. I think a lot of these people, Quickie Nikki, I don't know, I don't or Quickie Mickey, whatever. Don't know who you are. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet over. I'm gonna go over because I I feel like you're a performer. You're in L. A. The entertainment capital of the world. You're gonna ham it up. You want to go over. You're gonna take it long. That's what people are saying. You're gonna say like the oh say. You're gonna take that say like really long. (laughs) You know. Oh say. Like. So you're gonna go there, right? We're gonna transition yeah. really, really nicely into yep. into into the coin toss. I do it every year. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like three. I'm like three for like three and three over the last six Super Bowls. So fifty percent so like 50%, the coin toss, right? Like the coin toss. You gotta bet the coin toss. Who would have thunk and it? I right? do it every year, but tails never fails. I will do it until I'll do it for the rest of my life. It rhymes. There's no other way to say it. You keep moving on throughout the game. I'm a big fan of the safety bet. Will there be a safety? 
throw it in there. You're going to have really high odds. You don't put kind of, you have high odds, a little lower wager, and you're going to have fun with it. Safety is going to be a big game changing play. I know even with my score prediction, safety does not really add up in the football math, but take it because <laughs> it's just going to, and now that I do, I'm going to do it anyway, just in case. Uh, sure. Let's see. Okay. You go throughout the game. Definitely got to get first player to score a touchdown. First, I like to go a little obscure. You know, think about like a tight end, maybe a backup tight end, right? First, mm-hmm. first drive. You got to imagine first drive. They're not going to go to Odell or Cooper Cup. Those are obvious. Here's choices. Kendall Blanton for the TD. Exactly. Get a Kendall Blanton, Drew Sample, <laughs> CJ Uzama, kind of like that one, right? CJ, who's your mama, right? Coming back from the MCL. A lot of hype around that guy. Like that one a lot. And then, you know, once you get through that, you can find some fun ones with, like, you know, Brady last year was fun. Was where they'd show, you know, are they going to show Goodell over under one and a half times? Will they show Giselle over under one and a half times? Will Belichick get mentioned over two and a half times? All of these I took. I took the over on all of them, right? Those are fun. I'd use, I'd leave those to your discretion. But at that point, the next best one, color of the Gatorade bath. Typically, yeah. I go orange. That's orange classic, is my yeah. orange is my favorite. Is my favorite Gatorade. But at that point, you know, I think you're just playing for odds. Um, clear, also kind of a little fun one. You usually get good odds there, so I'd recommend orange or clear. I've done zero research on either of these teams and what they've dropped off and what they've poured on their respective coaches. Um, but orange and clear, maybe a little purple if you want to get a little exotic with it. But those are kind of my five guides to prop bets that you got to get in on. I love that. Other, that was nice. Thank you. I, I, I hope that. people. I, I hope people. You know. I hope people enjoy. Gamble responsibly, right? Let's not bet above our means. But you know, go up to the line. Just don't cross it. <laughs> All right. Now that Jeff has given you the responsible and I guess you could say somewhat reasonable prop bets every Super Bowl, let's talk about some of the wildest prop bets that you know. You can only bet these on some sites. I'm I'm guessing. I'm looking it at. It depends a list on now. where it's, you bet. Like. I know we have people all over the place. Like, I don't know how it works in the, in internationally. And then state wise, it depends like Oregon goes to DraftKings. you know, if you're in other state, if you're in a gambling approved state, some are, you know, some go through DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. If you're like me, uh, you do it, you go offshore. I like to go offshore. I don't really want to give the state of California. Well, one, it's not legal in California Two, Even if it was, I don't want to give this fucking state my money. I'm going to go offshore. (laughs) I'm going to go through cryptocurrency. There we go. As Jeff said, though, earlier in the podcast, California, the entertainment capital of the world. So as if there wasn't already enough celebrities that show up to every Super Bowl, I say with this one being in Los Angeles with all of the bandwagon celebs that are, you know, L.A. Rams fans. Now you got YG now wearing Ram shit to games and switching up his uh, bro. Stop. YG cannot. You know, it's like there's just adds to my point. YG is a fucking blood and he goes and makes an album all in red and talks about like Bompton and won't even say fucking C's. He won't even call it Compton. He calls it Bompton. And all of a sudden he's a fucking Rams fan and he wears blue. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Topic like I did not like <laughs> I get it the same way with like the Dodgers and stuff, but come on, bro. Like Dodgers at least like have been here. Like that's, that's neutral ground. Rams is a new thing. Anyways, with these celebrities showing up to the games, uh, the prop bet I'm looking at right now first on the list is which team's jersey will Drake wear? We got Bengals at plus 115, Rams at minus 150. He's 100% wearing a Burrow jersey, right? 
Has to. No way. He. I think he goes OBJ. Or like Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I don't fuck, think he wears. I don't right. think he wears a Burrow one. You're right. You're right. Huh? That could be interesting. I, I might consider that one. This one. There's okay. There's no fucking way. But of course, this is a prop bet. Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage during the halftime show? Yes, plus two hundred. No, minus two fifty. There's no way, right? Eh, I wouldn't put it past him. I don't know. I kind of want to bet no. I kind of don't think he'll do it. Like, he's got to have major balls to do it. Because if he does it, like, he's forever banned from the NFL, you know? And that dude kind of, like, loves the clout. He loves the clout of, like, you know, being famous and being connected to the NFL. I don't think he'll do it. Okay, here, ooh, this one's interesting. Will Eminem be censored at any point during the halftime show? So that's, you know, saying, does he, you know, cooperate and have his clean performance and perform? So what would like a clean Eminem performance be like? It's one of his Rihanna collabs, you know, you know, the classic Eminem, the like bigger pop hits Eminem. But do you think that he's going to go outside the box and have to like get censored? You know, I'm going to kill my mom. I don't I think like so. I, I kind of like that. I, I don't think he'll say he's going to kill his mom, but I think he'll slip a fuck in there. Yeah, that's true. I feel like there is always there's always one at, one every year. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction during the halftime show? That's I feel like every year that's a prop bet. I feel like it is like it is every year and I feel like you have to bet it every year just because the one year you don't bet it, you don't want to be the guy at the water cooler who says, "Hey, did you bet the wardrobe malfunction?" No, I didn't. So <laughs> You bet it until it happens, and then you keep betting it again. That's like the most degenerate thing I've ever heard, and I love it so much. Um, all right, more halftime show props. Who will? Oh, this is interesting. Who will sing first at the halftime show? So, to people who don't know, the halftime show we got Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. So that's a good point. It is. I feel like it was marketed as like Dr. Dre's, like Dr. Dre and Friends. So like naturally, don't you think that it's going to be Dr. Dre up first, or is it going to be like an opener type thing where like maybe like he'll start out with the like a Kendrick Lamar song to catch the younger audience? You know, I, I was gonna say I think I think it'd be Kendrick Lamar or you do Mary J. Blige to just get her out of the way because she's not even from L.A. So like <laughs> you you get she's from New York, which like she's get not her even out part. Like I think you. Well, I, I think from you, Detroit. Yeah, that too. Maybe you go. No, I think you go Kendrick or Mary J. Blige. But, but like Eminem's a bigger yeah. name, or like Eminem and Dre are more of a thing. I don't. know I feel about like Eminem will Dre probably be like the last to walk Blige. out, right? He'll like come out like when he does like like forgot about Dre with Dre or you know something like that. That's he'll. Oh, you think you think they'll do forgot about Dre? I don't think they will. It's like, oh, like true. That'd be like, tough. That's like I don't know. It's just well, like not as Dr. good. Dr. Dre censored. songs are going to be kind of tough. Yeah, Dre is it's, a little hard. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm a, I'm more excited for this halftime show just on like to see how they do it with how with this many people and with like the content of their songs. It's gonna be interesting. I would um, love will I would Emin- love for Snoop to come out and like play like it like gin and juice or like something off a of doggy yeah. style because there's like as there's no way the NFL could have approved anything from the nineties with Dre and Snoop. Mm. Yeah, that, that plays into one of the other prop bets. Will a brand new song uh feature during the halftime show probably dr dre technically just came out with six new songs i feel like that's a gimme bet right uh, i don't know i don't, I don't know, know if it's either. a gimme because i don't think they would 
I don't know if they would be that he risky. He just dropped to... like a little six song EP. You got to yeah, think like, that he did that on purpose. Yeah, but like you play in Super Bowl though, you play all the stuff people know. I feel like he might yeah, do I feel one. Like, yeah, you got to play the hits. Uh, like, and that plays into another one. Will all five artists collaborate together for a song? I mean, I don't really think they all all five of them have one song together, but maybe they'll do like some like compilation and they'll consider that one song. I don't know. That would be the only way that I could think of. Um, that's pretty much all the interesting ones. Um, <laughs> classic. Will a fan run onto the field during the game? I feel like that gets harder and harder every year with security. So I would, I would stay away from that one. Yeah, I don't know. That one's tough. Again, you don't. Kind of similar ahead. to the um, wardrobe malfunction. You don't want to be the guy who didn't bet it. So I would probably bet it. Like I'm like again great like water cooler thing like hey guys did you see the guy run on the field last night oh yeah doug i had it plus 200 <laughs> on on the on the on the draft kings app how oh. amazing is that <laughs> jeff i'm looking at bavada right now or like this site that has like bavada's prop bets listed there's a prop bet that is what will happen to the price of bitcoin during the super bowl Ooh, I- <laughs> They've, they've had that for a couple of years. I kind of like that. That's got to be the... banking on the fact that, like, now that crypto is so hot, there's going to be, like, fucking crypto.com paid, like, half a billion dollars to, like, destroy the Staples Center. So you already know they're going to pump, like, $20 million to do a commercial, right? For sure. <laughs> or oh, Brady, will, Brady will have a crypto ad. Yeah. So exactly. I, I'd say crypto uh, goes up. Anthem. We already talked about the Gatorade shower. What the hell? There's a prophet that says, will Doja Cat appear with Dr. Dre during the halftime show? What? Feels like they know something that we don't. I think that's how the, I, I think that's how, you, how they get you. You know? That's how they yeah, get your money. You, right? that's, that's, that's a sucker bet. Like you know what? money at that point. You know nothing. You know just as much as those fucking guys at Bovada or DraftKings know. Just don't even like, don't even bet, you know will so-and-so show oh my up. god i i am about to be sent into a deep dark spiral looking at these props i just got into the commercial section there's well first of all there's one that's how many commercials will show a person wearing a mask that's a crop shoot it's they have it set at over one and a half. Oh, that's I have no idea guaranteed that is easy money that's a that over <laughs> over jeff hundred thousand percent this is where it gets interesting because I have, I have two questions about this bet. This bet says, will Mr. J. Pringle touch his mustache in the Pringles commercial? First, what the fuck? Second, his name is the J. fucking Pringle? Pringle on the can is named Mr. J. Pringle? <laughs> I feel like that's like that's like direct copyright infringement of Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Mr. J. Pringle. Why is that so specific? <laughs> oh what the hell then we got another one who will speak first in the frito-lay pregame commercial eli manning or peyton manning peyton he's the older brother he, he will cuck the shit out of eli he he god, can't get beat hilarious. by eli at another super bowl you know god that's wild well that's a little taste there of some of the wild prop bets that you can bet on if you want to go down a degenerate little rabbit hole like we are going to inevitably and play some prop bets you know through the weekend too uh if you follow us on twitter at second string show 
Um, we're going to be tweeting out some of the wildest prop bets. And anytime Jeff, me, or Grant lock in a strange bet, we're going to tweet it out, live tweet it during the game so everyone can follow along to see if we hit it. I might just, Jeff, we might just have to go in on the Mr. J. Pringle bet. I will, I will I'm, I'm intrigued. Go in on that. They locked me into that. I'm locked into Mr. J. Pringle's mustache touching. And it's also destiny. Jeff is a mustache guy, you know. He's going to bet the over on the J. Pringle. Jake, do you want to be the guy at the water cooler who didn't have a Mr. J. Pringle bet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Oh, oh so that is our segment <laughs> of Super Bowl prop bets for the 2020-22 Super Bowl. So... Last but not least, like we do every Super Bowl show, with a twist this time, Grant, Jeff, and I, snake draft style, are going to draft as if, so, you know, put yourselves in our shoes as the listeners, so basically the what you're voting on here is if you were to walk into one of our living rooms this Sunday for a Super Bowl party, and we had a spread of items, you're voting on who has the better Super Bowl party, which one would you rather attend? And, you know, in the past, we've done this, like like we said earlier, probably like six or seven or eight years in a row. Or probably, like, no, we've, we've only done the draft probably the last, like, four or five. Um, but, you know, there's only so many food combinations that you can do. And our traditional draft format is, you know, starting five, kind of like, you know, we're drafting like a basketball team. So we each would draft five food items. And, you know, it <laughs> gets a little tricky when – you know, each year we kind of end up picking the same thing. So we had the idea this year to switch it up, make it a little more difficult. Jeff, you can go over the new rules since you proposed it, but I think this format makes it a little more strategic and a little bit easier to look at if you're scrolling fast and kind of instantly be like, oh yeah, that that's a better food combo. So basically the way we've done it this year, rather than doing the five items, we kind of get a little bogged down. We're going to keep it simple. You just got an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. One of each, uh-huh. three rounds, snake draft. Go through it really yep. quick. Everyone, you know, and you assume you can fill in the rest as far as drinks and all that other stuff goes. Yeah, but that, that's a major. Like appetizers, yeah. entrees, dessert. What Let are me, the three uh, big things you have to have there? One clarifier. Are we doing all appetizers, then all entrees, then that's, all desserts? That was, uh, or, that's what I was going to no, say. Or is you it can, I like you can you choose should, either? You should pick whenever you want. Okay. I'll so, like, really? Grant, oh. if you feel inclined to take chips your, with your first pick, yeah. by all means. I might. Chips. Who knows? <laughs> so, to uh, to all the dedicated uh, OG listeners, you know the chip lore here on Second String Show. Oh Grant, God. with the worst pick, with the worst fucking pick of all time, drafted chips number one overall in one of our, like, probably, like, 2017 Super Bowl food drafts. So, Grant's probably going to fumble the bag here and draft, like, dots as his dessert for the hey, Super Bowl. you can look at the records, but uh, I have more wins than you, and you know that that was taken out of context. So you <laughs> can continue year, to we, get that uh, narrative. Didn't we tweet heads. that out one year in one of our listeners? It might have been Nick Lacerda. Shout out Nick. I saw him tweeted us excited for this episode. Didn't someone reply and count up all of our wins? It was Brandon. Yeah, Shout out Brandon. to Brandon. No <laughs> stolen dollar for Nick. I'm going to sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm going to <laughs> put us in a random generator. All right, so yeah, Grant's throwing the names <laughs> in the generator to determine the draft order of the 2020-22 Super Bowl food draft. All right, this is tough. I like this three this uh, three tier setup. It makes it hard as fuck. I'm just Grant, gonna make instead sure of to log everyone's picks. I will instead of uh, typing everyone's names. I'm just gonna sign us all a number, and the one on top is. Uh, the first one. So uh, I'm one. 
Jake, you're two. Jeff, you're three. All right. So, first one was three. So, uh, Jeff is the first. Number one pick on the board. Yeah. Let's go, And then go, I'm, boys. I'm second, and Jake's third. God damn it. All right. So, Jeff, okay. Jeff, number one. And before Jeff picks, we do have to clarify, since I know Jeff has thrown some wrenches into the fucking draft in years past with his weird California hippie food picks. Okay, you a have to. So if you're gonna, is hardly hippie, but I like. I can tell you right now, that's not I will the say, first pick off the board. All I'm saying is, dessert. That's a that's very very linear. Obviously, the des- desserts are desserts. But if you're drafting an appetizer, it has to be a traditional appetizer. You can't like draft an entree and be like, oh, I've had that as an appetizer before. You know. No, I, I got you. Tra- traditional should... apps, traditional entrees, traditional desserts. All right. It is well. with, with the number one pick. Easy, easy. I think this is a fairly easy decision here. I know exactly what you're going to fucking say. I don't know if you do. I think you do, but. Oh, I, I know. Number I know one pick. Number one pick off the board. Any Super Bowl party's got to have it. You got to go chicken wings. Pick the flavors you want. You, you I will can say, pick. You did not think. That uh, was that was my first pick, actually. Also, you gotta have like some sort of buffalo wings. You wanna get? I'll, I'll let you fucking. I'll let you figure out the the, you know, the yeah, chicken wings. But chicken wings, go go to appetizer right there. Gotta have it. Okay, I like All right. that. All right. Um. Yeah, that was mine. So, Whew, that's tough. That was that was my pick. I was hoping you weren't gonna go there. Um, you know that's just a solid pick. That's like that's, that's like I'm a building franchise. I take a left tackle, surefire. Yeah, it's not sexy, but you know what? It puts asses in the seats and it protects people. <laughs> you know, we're gonna be solid for the next ten years with that pick. Okay, okay. Um, I gotta I gotta go just straight like something right off the barbecue. That's like my favorite. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go burgers. That's just a simple, like, you can have all your sides and anything else that you want with it. It's kind of a foundational okay. piece. Again, nothing sexy, but it gets the job done. So Grant locked in his entree and Jeff locked in his app. Correct. Okay. So you got back-to-back, Trey. All right. Back-to-backs here. Back. I'm going to go... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm surprised. You know, like Jeff said, this isn't a sexy pick. But some like to say, you know, Jake likes to stay in the pocket, stay a little safe sometimes here. I, you know, I've notoriously lost the last few drafts. So I'm trying to not to go off the cusp a little bit too much here. Um, classic. Surprised that Grant didn't take this. I'm going to go pizza. Mm. Absolutely. Had it on my big entree. board. Didn't think it was going to make it back to me, but well done. You can't go wrong. Easily shareable. You can grab a slice. You can eat it with a plate, without a plate. Slam it very quickly during you know commercial. Relatively clean, you can get lots of different types. Just very classic. You can't you pizza. can't go wrong with pizza ever. You can't go wrong. Dare I say, if I attended a Super Bowl party without pizza, I'd be a little disappointed. No Domino's, no local, no Pop Murphy's. You know, a little disappointed. You Next got a back trip. to back. I know back to backs here. This is where, you know, this is where winners are made here. I'm going to go with my appetizer next, something that's a little sloppy, but a classic shareable item, a classic appetizer. I'm going to go with nachos. Can't hate on it. 
Okay. It's very good. Pizza, I just don't pizza know. Nachos. I don't know how many people have like a nacho plate out at a at a thing at a uh, yeah, Super Bowl party. Yeah. I've had it a few times. Fair. You know, I, I, I don't. Big, I'm not gonna you know, hate on the. You pick. put it in the broiler in the oven. You kind of everyone kind of scoops a, scoops a chunk of it onto a plate. Kind of you know throws a slice of pizza next to it. Enjoys a nice little nachos. You know. So uh, a little, so, little south of the border and a little Italiano. You know, I, culturally diverse here at my Super Bowl party. You guys, on the other hand, you know, traditional. I like it. Barbecue. So we made one I, pick, you dick. We can't even like get <laughs> multicultural yet. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna actually kind of stick with that theme a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna take something actually pretty similar to my first one, but Uh-oh. that's just because I love these. Um, and I'm gonna go like a little pulled pork sliders as an app. That's good. I think I, like uh, I you can't go also, wrong with those. Any sliders. Why do really. I feel like Grant has literally had pulled pork sliders on his team every draft for maybe a half decade? My man, I legitimately my don't. It. Don't remember, the but man, the man, I, the man loves he knows what he loves. You know, I love, I love sliders. Who doesn't like the man a good is a slider? Horror for pulled pork. <laughs> you know, good picks. I had pizza on there. I was thought, hey, you know, it's a stretch to get it coming back. Um, but yeah, you know what? I got to come back. It's with, a big pick for Jeff. I got to go entree. Because I got back to back. I guess it doesn't really matter. I can do whatever. I, I'm going to have to pick one or the other. I am taking the giant sub. You get the big <laughs> three foot sub. That is, je- that is a vintage Jeff. I'm a big giant oh sub God. guy. I think I probably have that on every pick, too. I'm a big sub guy because it's, it's really easy. Jeff is you can a cut off a slicer, it's pre sliced. Easy to eat with the hands. Like you know, get a little condiment bar, whip it up a little bit. You can throw like five or six of those down without feeling like, you know, they're small. I'm not eating that much bread. No big deal. You know, I'm, be- I'm healthy. There's lettuce, tomato on it, right? You guys are slobs eating the deep fried food. Let me let me consume my and healthy sandwich over here. I don't right? want a That's deep fried burger. Mine's not. First of all, Jeff is the only one who has deep fried stuff on his team. Yeah, get out of here. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I mean, you are grease. The grease on that Just, pizza alone, Jake, you're going to be dead listeners. in three Jeff years. is trying to gaslight you're gonna be you guys. Dead don't in listen to three him. to five make, years. Make your dessert pick. <laughs> All right. See, this dessert. is where it gets interesting. This is where it gets interesting. So I feel like desserts aren't always, like, popular at a Super Bowl party. So that makes it, you know, in, in drafts past, we've never drafted a dessert. So this makes it interesting. This is a new yeah. territory for us. We're dipping our tootsies into deeper waters I here. I think I'm not a cake guy. I think cake kind of fucking sucks. I'm being if I'm fuck being cake. honest with myself, fuck cake. Um if I have to make a pick again, gun to my head and like what I want at my party, easy and I had it at my wedding, cookie bar. I I want a cookie bar, maybe a little like nice glass of milk there for people to pour themselves. You get to the third quarter. So I have milk during the Super Bowl. So okay, it's milk essentially is, cookies. Milk that's is what you, milk that's is, what is not is. the main. <laughs> yeah, milk is not the main thing. I didn't pick fucking. I didn't, I didn't pick fucking milk, dude. Cookies. So uh, cookies okay. are, the, cookies. are the dessert. And if you want, you're, you're not getting a cookie bar. Of, you're just getting cookies. That's what. Oh, I sorry. When right I say now. cookie, when I say cookie bar, I meant like 
imagine going to a bar and be like, bartender, give me your finest cookie. What do you got on tap? I want like a sugar cookie, a snickerdoodle, you know, chocolate no, chip. You, you, Grant put I want a variety cookies. of cookies. I put cookies. Yeah, no. That's not how this works. So, uh, all right. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is my favorite dessert ever. It's not. But I will say that it goes perfect with football. And it's, there's nothing really more American to go with, with football than some apple pie. Football, apple pie, that's an American Super Bowl right there. So I will say that's a weird pick. I think, I think the same thing. I think pie is weird. I, again, I've it's never, not my favorite. You cannot look Jeff and I into the metaphorical microphone eyes right now and tell us that you've been to a Super Bowl party with pie. Maybe like a World Series party or like Fourth of July, <laughs> but like baseball and apple pie. Like I don't know, dude. I, like pie is kind of odd. Like it so, falls into the, the realm listeners of cake. out there. You know, we skipped. You know, we were we were down bad and we skipped the Thanksgiving draft this year. So I think Grant's just a little confused and trying to play catch up here. So uh, you know, cut hey, him some slack. Like but if he you're pie, if you're giving me a I, pick again. between pie and cake, I'm definitely a pie guy. I do yes, pie is first, way better. Than you cake. know. See, okay, but here's the thing. Again, I typically don't really go for any dessert at a Super Bowl. Like, I'm just eating a lot of barbecue, yeah, like, sides. Okay, so, again, I'm thinking of, you know, what's pretty American? You know, what goes there? What would some people enjoy who do eat dessert? Again, I probably wouldn't have any dessert, but that's what I'm going with. So, I'm sticking with it. All right. All right. I, I, I respect it. You had to make a pick, you know. I know it's off it. the wall. Again, not my favorite dessert, though. So, you know. No interesting pick there by grant um to round things off here with the final pick of the 2022 super bowl food draft i will say i had cookies on my board jeff took that great pick cookies would have been my first pick because that is a super bowl classic and that's so easy to me, it's it's easy so to me i'm you know in my head i'm going what's the next best thing what's the tier under cookies at a super bowl party i look for you know despite the nachos pick for most items i look for something quick easy handheld kind of grab it and go from the kitchen and sit back down so if you can't take cookies i gotta go with the next best thing and i'm gonna go brownies i thought about brownies too it's not a bad pick little brownie i'm not a brownie brownie guy they're too chocolatey i can't like see that's that's why i didn't do it it's like having a rich ass brownie after all this meal like just sounds tough it's a lot like, cause your whole thing is brownies you're eating great. a Y'all bunch. Oh, no, I agree. I love brownies, I'm not gonna but say I'm just saying like after trash, Super Bowl, it's too, it's 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 heavy. It's a heavy dessert. I didn't go with it because after Super Bowl, you're having a lot of other foods, and that's just really rich. So I had. Yeah. Tell me, Jeff, what are you reaching for? The apple pie or a nice handheld brownie? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a brownie. Like, but I'm also <laughs> gonna regret. But I'm gonna regret taking the brownie. Like. <laughs> Okay, but the to be fair, we're going to regret all the food eaten on Sunday because we're also going to be probably fairly intoxicated either way. So at that point, isn't Very anything true. just anything goes. Let me run through these real quick as a, as a little yeah, recap. Let's give, our, so, uh, give our little. So so when you guys are, you're, you know, you're listening to this, hop over to our Twitter if it's closer to the Super Bowl. You're walking into a party, Jeff's party, Grant's party, Jake's party. This is what you see as the spread. You know, granted, yes, it's a small spread because we had the draft limitations, but this is what you're voting on. You walk into the house, you're like, oh, okay, this is what I got to eat. All right, perfect. So uh, Jeff had chicken wings as a zap, giant sub, entree, cookies as a dessert. Um, 
I had uh, in order of app entree dessert, pulled pork sliders as the app, burgers as the entree, apple pie dessert, and Jake had nachos appetizer, pizza entree, brownies dessert. So honestly, let's go. Not a bad list for uh, everyone. I I can't say that. I, I'm I'm curious how this one's gonna turn out because I would be satisfied with any of these parties. But yeah, I agree. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be, gonna be a close this, one. this is gonna be a close one. I feel like there's not one clear runaway winner in this one, just because everyone has, like, I feel like everyone. There's a select group of people that would automatically vote when they see burgers. There's a select group of people that automatically are gonna vote if they see pizza, and automatically vote for chicken wings. Yeah, it's gonna be close. Yeah. So that it. That's uh, the conclusion of our comeback podcast here for the Super Bowl. Um, if you're listening to this, if you've made it this far, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through the hiatus, you know, life, marriage, new jobs, all that good stuff kind of got in the way. We got lazy, but we are back. Uh, we are back. I'm not going to make any promises this time. Yeah, don't but, uh, guarantee. I was going to say slippery slope here, <laughs> but I will say there's no way that we go another gap that long without a podcast, especially that's a fair big bet. Moments that's a fair, bet. that's a fair bet. So uh, apologies to everyone out there. Thank you to everyone uh, that has been, you know, DMing and messaging us and, you know, kind of saying they missed the podcast. We're happy to be back. Happy to, uh, you know, chop it up in the pod universe with Grant and Jeff again. And as always, if you guys still remember this, hopefully we still have enough uh, enough listeners that do. Uh, if you've made it thus far in the podcast, uh, we have a thing every show where we pick a topic from the podcast and have people tweet that at us as a hashtag to prove that you've lasted and suffered this long through our comeback podcast. So what do we want to pick for the uh, the hashtag for this show? What would be feel like ha- what would hashtag, be a wild, what hashtag would be a mostly wild? married? <laughs> I like that. Mostly married. Fuck. We're mostly married. <laughs> Yeah, let's overwhelmingly married. People can't Can spell I just that. Say Over, so. overwhelmingly if do- married. If we're doing hashtag mostly married, can we have one for me and the Cougars, please? Oh, can we do a double sure. cha- double hashtag. Have fun and yeah. choose. Choose, yeah. So we'll do hashtag mostly married. And what's I your like- what's your Cougar one? What would mine be? Jake loves Cougar. <laughs> It's just do like hashtag go Cougs and like try to get like into like the wazoo's in like wazoo <laughs> spaces, you know? No, is it Cougars or milfs technically when you're edging oh, up in that age? Probably milfs. I don't know. I feel like if you do hashtag milf, you're getting into a real dangerous yeah, part of Twitter. Yeah, no, just do gotta... hashtag like Jake loves milfs. <laughs> uh, again, I think we're getting into a really dangerous part of Twitter, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you guys are willing to use that, then use it. But All right, you're gonna have your mo- choice. Use mostly married. Use mostly married. Hashtag mostly married or hashtag Jake loves milfs. And use at it your second discretion. string show. Use it your discretion. Uh, if you want to, you know, spice it up, go go to Google Images, find the best GIF associated with either mostly married or Jake loves milfs. Tweet it at us. We'll follow you back, retweet you, and shout you out on the next podcast. You can keep up with all of our stuff on our personal Twitters. I am at the Jake McGrady. I'm at Grano Campo. And I'm at Gilo Show. And yeah, keep up with hashtag second SS as well to join the discussion throughout the Super Bowl weekend as Jeff and I and Grant get drunk and tweet about our prop bets and all the good stuff. Go Bengals. It's good to be back. And uh, any parting words here from the uh, from the crew? Go Bengals. Who day, baby. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> You're listening to the Second String Show brought to you by Apple AirPods. Apple.com. Okay. Code Second String no free for 15% promo. off the iPhone 14. <laughs> Peace. Thanks for listening. Happy to be back. See you guys. Have a good, safe Super Bowl weekend.